And at this time, I present unto you not only did our very own pastor and founder here at the upper room. Come on, church, this week, Pastor Edward E. Ray with a hearty amen. Amen. Good church, amen. Amen. Good church, amen again. Amen. Truly, we thank the Lord for his loving kindness. Yeah. We thank the Lord for his spirit. But most of all, we thank God for life. Amen. And that's more abundantly. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. It is good to know that the Lord is on your side. Amen. When it doesn't feel like he's on your side. Amen. He's on your side. Amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. We come to bless the Lord today. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because of his love towards us. Amen. But I need to talk to you today about your adversary. Amen. He's nothing to play with. Yeah. You can't get along with him. Amen. I don't care how you look at it. He will betray you every time. You have your Bibles quickly. Let's go to 1 Peter, the 5th chapter and the 8th verse. Amen. This is a series I want to talk to you about. So. I'm not going to give it all to you today. What I'll give you today, I'll give you part two Friday. Amen. Amen. I'll give you the next part the following Friday. Amen. So keep your Fridays open. Amen. To learn some things related to your adversary. Is that all right, people of God? Amen. And the reason you're hearing, be sober. Be diligent, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom he may devour. And my thought would be tonight, I'm sorry, today, what the serpent wants from you. This is part one. What the serpent wants from you. Father, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for how you blessed us. We thank you, O oh God, for just, you are our God and you have woke us this morning with the activities of our limbs, our minds stayed on you. We thank you. Now, Lord, anoint these lips of clay as we come to bring forth your word in the name of Jesus. Give us ears to hear and a mind to obtain for your name's sake. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. What the serpent wants from you. Hmm. Where'd you get that subject from, Pastor? Well, the serpent is the devil. All day. The python. He makes his business to destroy everything that is godly. Everyone that seek after God, he make it his business to come after him in full force. So, we are in a war. We cannot plead unresponsibilities 
I'm sorry, unresponsiveness. We cannot run from the bullets. We cannot hide from the bombs. We cannot plead medical deferment. If you have never felt the war within, I can't identify with you. We're in war, whether you realize it or not, but you have to keep in mind, we will win. Yeah. And sometimes it looked like the struggle is heavy. It looked like we don't know if we want to salute or sit down. But God said, if you just hold on, Amen. I'm going to bring it to pass. Amen. The struggle keeps raging even after we have walked with God for years. For years, walking with God, the devil don't leave us alone. He does everything he can to defeat us. But he don't really realize that once we accept Christ in our life and we stay with Christ, he could never defeat us. Amen. He may slow us down, but he can't stop us. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. Part of it, it is the struggle between flesh and spirit. Part of it is Satan who harasses us with his ideas and rationalization and by magnifying our desires. This guy is sly and he's slick and he is wicked. He's nothing to play with. Sins we thought were gone keep creeping up unexpectedly. So what does the serpent wants from you and me. He wants something. In short, he wants us to reject God's authority. That's what he wants us to do, to reject God's authority just as he did. So that we might share his fate. He is angry at God. He's upset. He's a madhouse at God. And he is particularly annoyed that at least some of the human race will be redeemed. Will be redeemed. That's why it's important since you have accepted Christ in your life. You become embassies that folk will come to you and come to Christ to come to the kingdom of God. Amen. Satan don't like that. He want to keep you down and out, making you look like you don't know if you're coming or going. We are the target of his fury and re re relentless attacks, constantly attacking us, mentally, physically, Financially, emotionally, and morally, he's always attacking us. That's his job. 
our job, as the scriptures say, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. All of this is to promote his consuming desire. He wants us to be like him. Hear me. Satan want us to be like him. We was like him when we was in darkness. We did his deeds. We did his feet. We did everything. We multiplied and manifest ourselves in sin after sin after sin because we didn't care. Because we was just like him. Hello, somebody. But there's a change. If we are believers, he knows he cannot keep us from God's love. He knows that. Satan knows that. And that our souls are eternally secured. Secured since we are God's children. Amen. Amen to the Father. Amen. The best he can do is to break our fellowship with God. He wants us to become contaminated with sin so that God is hidden. And when we are contaminated with sin, God is hidden from us. The Holy Spirit cannot dwell in an unclean vessel. The vessel has to be clean before the Holy Spirit can live in it. He longs to prove that our loyalty to God. He longs to prove that our loyalty to God is superficial and based on the distorted motives. This guy be setting us up every day, every minute, every second. And if you ain't careful, he will break your focus. Because the Bible said he will fool the very neglect. That's why you got to stay on point at all times. Yeah. What do you mean, preacher? Being on God for every unguarded moment. Yeah. If he cannot keep us from heaven, at least he can keep us from being useful on earth. Wow. He don't want you working for God. Come on, sir. He wants you to act like you don't know nothing. And he wants you to just be low. That's how he operate. He's upset because we're not like him anymore. Amen. We've been changed by the blood of the lamb. But he would really like to do is to prove that he can meet our deepest needs more successfully than God. You see the setup? He, he, he will try, he will do his thing to make you think God is too slow. God is on delay. Uh, God don't hear a sinner's prayer. After you to repent it and talk to God. He, 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 he wants to have the success in that he's blessing you to really curse you. Hello, somebody. Amen. If we follow his argument, it goes 
we can have more potential fulfillment and happiness. Something wrong with him. For him to think that we're going to have more potentials and fulfillment and happiness with him. We've been there. He had us toe up from the floor, bust upside the head, been robbed, you name it, and, and you had to claim it when you was with him. But look what God has done for you. He will do for us, listen now, he believed he will do for us what God cannot. We do not have to humble ourselves to be blessed. Now, this is Satan said, you ain't got to humble yourself. Go on, get loud, say it loud. I'm sinning, I'm proud. And he wants you to talk like that. That's where he wants you to roll. But you've been delivered, you've been redeemed. Well, that's why he said, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. There is no need for confession. That's what Satan is saying. Of sin. No need to submission to the Almighty. Something wrong with him. When he says there's no, 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 no repentance, no submission to the authority of God, because that's the way he is. He he hates God because he was evicted out of glory. What we need is to be, this was safety, what we need is to be self-absorbed, self-motivated, and self-driven. We've been there. <laughs> what, what to do? Kept us in the bottle, kept the needle on our arm, kept, kept, kept snow up in our nose. Hello, somebody. Amen. And we were smoking with no names. Can I witness? Up in a psychedelic shack. We were messed up trying to reach cloud nine. We was messed up, and that's the way he had us. He had us like that. Yeah. You get so high, I don't want to get out of my long way at. As soon as that comes, that's gone. You walking around, you sober, he hit you again with freebies. Yeah. Freebies get you hooked like a research monkey. Yeah. Hello? Amen. You don't want no bananas. You want to get high. Can I get a witness to yeah. <laughs> This, the serpent, hisses. Hisses is what life is really all about. He's been hissing in your life from the day you was born. And he hissed so to it can bring fear, which is false evidence of being real. He always make you think you are loser. And there is no winning streak in you at all. It make you feel like you just a uh, just an empty can rolling down the street by yourself. The first duty of every believer is to find his soul satisfied with God. Every believer that is a believer is to be satisfied. His soul be satisfied with God. What do you mean, preacher? Okay. We pause there. In other words, uh, uh, let me just pull over for a minute. I'm going to leave the car running. Is that all right? Amen. Uh, what, what he's saying, he said that when, when you go into prayer and you're talking to God and God started lifting that burden and he started encouraging you, or he may speak to your ear, or speak to your conscience, or speak to your heart, or speak to your mind, say, don't worry about it. I got you. 
He said, I'm enjoying your worship. And I'm listening at your words. Remember when Daniel was praying and the angel came and the angel said, Daniel, I came for your words. In other words, since I came for your words, God loves you. He loves you. He said, but you keep praying, but I came for what you're talking about. Give me the words. And that's why God said his word is so important to the believer. Amen. So the believer is Amen. to find his soul satisfied with God. And you'll find yourself with your fasting Amen. and praying for things. God may give you vision. Yes. Oh, he may allow you to take a nap like he did Joseph when he was on his way to do a thing to Mary and say what's conceived in her mm -hmm. is the Holy One. Yeah. And God will show you some things of your fasting and praying and then you go into a worship, your soul be getting satisfied yeah. in God. Yeah. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. When you read the Bible <laughs> each morning and spend time in prayer, until your soul was happy in God. As he put it, he don't want you doing this. He don't like that. This is the happiness Satan will try to sabotage. What he fears most is believers who have found God. Mm. To be delightful. Yes, yes. He wants to be delightful. That's why he sets you up to destroy you and make you think you got it going on. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. He has nothing that can compete. He don't like it. I'm telling you. You start to worship and meet meeting God in the morning. Yeah. Reading scripture. Or however you do it, you satisfying God, satisfying your soul. Satan don't like that. He tell you you are zero, but you gotta remember zeros graduate to heroes. Amen. 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 So the question of who was Lord needed to be demonstrated. It had to be demonstrated. Uh huh. His chief method is to make sin look good to us. Yeah. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah. He makes sin look so good. Give me to, mm, oh, yeah, glory. And you know, uh, since we, 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 we're the kind of people, we like music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can hear the drums. We can hear the congos. We can hear this box right here. We can hear that. And it sounds good to us. And Satan will take your mind down memory lane. You can be walking down the street and you can hear old song. As you say, your song, let's get it on. Okay. Oh, baby. And you had to catch yourself. Because yeah. the song is gone. Your mind going back to what you used. Because that was your song. But it was Marvin Gaye that sung it. <laughs> but you claimed it. <laughs> huh? What, what, what he saying? He has to bring 
something to take your mind off of God. Amen. He don't want you saying, oh, happy day. He don't want you saying that. Or draw me near to the cross. He'll beat you with a cross. That's what he's been doing. Yes. And the scripture says, if any man what? Come after me. Let him do what? Deny himself. So Satan makes sin looks even now so good. Amen. He does not want us to fear in our disobedience, but to develop confidence in our ability to control it and its consequences. Something wrong with it. See, disobedience brings curses. Obedience brings blessings. Amen. And you got to make up your mind. Amen. Either you're going to be O or this. Amen. 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 Obedient or disobedient. Amen. You want the blessings of God. He says sins of all shapes and sizes come from wrapped in the most attractive packages. Things that attract you. Yeah. He said they come to get you. Mm -hmm. And they come to set your mind up and your spirit up as well. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. So there is something for everyone. Mm -hmm. He does not explain the law of unintended consequences. He doesn't do he doesn't do that. Not at all. Of course, God has his purpose in our testing too. God has his purpose in our testing. He does not tempt us to look us to evil. God does not. James 1 and 13. You bring this real quick. King James Version. James 1 and 13. Uh -huh. Let no man mm -hmm. let, let no man say when he is tempted, Come on. I am tempted of God. Uh -huh. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Hold it. God cannot be tempted with evil. If you know that we're living in an evil society, people, you gotta look at the evil. Evil is look like it look like it dies down, but it rises back up. And you gotta see what's happening in the political part as well. There's a lot of evilness there. Here, Trumpy Dump trying to run again. He think he's above the law. Does what he wanna when he what he's evil. He's trying to start a civil war. Evil. Lord have mercy. When he is tempted, I am what? Neither tempteth he any man. Mm-hmm. I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. But he does test us to give us an opportunity to show 
just comes to show the love. But a lot of times folk fail that because they can't go through the trials or tribulations or the struggles that's happening in their lives. And what they do, backslide. And Satan be waiting on them. And we wait on them. He call himself blessing them and they think they got it on because they don't have to hear no more from the vine. And these branches break off and then gather them. All kind of things start to happen to them. Stuff they never thought would happen to them. It happens to them. Every temptation that Satan brings our way turns out to be a test of our loyalty to God. And God brings, he allow us to go through what he wants to say, are you going to stay loyal? He's looking for the loyalty in us. If you love Ford cars, you would want to see them tested. Can I get a witness? Amen. To prove their discipline, their dependability. If you hate Ford cars, you would like to see them tested to prove them deficient. Mm -hmm. You want to see the difference. You want to know. So, same test, different purposes. And that's what's happening. God's intention, we are learning, is our refinement, strengthening, and good. We learn through what we go through. Amen. Now, if the Lord say, he go a list, which trial or tribulation would you like to go through? <laughs> Every last one, none of them. <laughs> And he show you another list. Would you like to go to the now? Oh, I can deal with that. Sure, that's no problem. Well, there ain't a trial or tribulation because you can deal with it. God say, I want you to allow me to take you through it, so I can give you the victory as you're going through. Amen. But if we don't already know that temptation can lead to our ruin, it can. It can destroy you to a wasted life, to bondage, to sin. And there are people right now, people of God, hear what I'm saying, that's in bondage to sin and don't know how to get out of it. They're hurting. They think that's the only way life is, to be hurting and down, confused, oppressed, depressed. They feel that that is the way of life. No, it's not. That's a religious move. But when you being introduced to the kingdom of God, there is a whole yes. new different world. In other words, my total life, I have to rely on Jesus. Yes. That which God can use for maximum good can, if we are not careful, turn out to be for our maximum determined. The stakes in the conflict are high. And that's why it's so important that you got to stay focused, people of God. Because the Bible says Satan transformed himself as an angel of light. He'll make you think that he's with God or he's on God's side. He hates God. 
He did everything about God. And God gave him what he wanted. He wanted to be a God. He gave him a God of evilness of this world. We must grasp the significance of the first verse of Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be what? Tempted. To be tempted by the devil. He was led by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit took after. It's amazing. After he was baptized, John baptized him. And when he came with the Spirit, led him into a wilderness. Instead of going through the ministry, he led him in the wilderness. Okay. Let's talk about it. Many people think that Christ went into the wilderness so that he would have a place to hide. <laughs> but at last, the devil found him. The opposite is the case. He found the devil. <laughs> Christ was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit that he might find the devil to confront him. Why? For thousands of years, Christ had listened to the devil's boast. And now, the question of who was Lord. So, he needed to be demonstrated. Don't think you ain't going to be tried Amen. because the Lord is on your side. <laughs> Can I get a witness, somebody? So, Christ was in the wilderness by the will of God. By God's will. That's why he went in there. He wasn't hiding from the devil. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. He was fighting against Satan by the will of God and thankfully he won by the will of God. Amen. That's why when God that's why God don't break your will. Amen. But when God will is for you to do something, oh you gotta do it with God's will. And you finish it with God's will. While you're in it, it's God's will. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Yes, 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 yes. I ain't going to be for you long. This part one. This part one. Yeah. I ain't rushing this. What the serpent wants from you. God led Christ to be tempted by the devil to test him. Hear me now. To prove that he is all weak. Uh, maybe I need to say that again. Yeah. yeah maybe I need to say that again. I'll say that again. God led Christ to be tempted by the devil to test him to prove that he is all weak. Talk about Christ. Remember, let the wheat and the tear tear together at harvest time. He said, he'll do the separation. Not us, he'll do it. Because see, the wheat stay the wheat. And the tares grows up by the wheat. And they keep on messing with the wheat. That's what the tares do. But the wheat keep being the wheat. And the tares say, I'm getting tired of paying up stuff. Maybe I'll become wheat. He's giving them an opportunity. 
But if they don't take the opportunity, he said, the harvest time, I'm going to separate it. Because see, if you go in and cut, you're going to cut the wheat. Specifically, God wanted to prove that Christ would win in the very arena of temptation where Adam fell, and we know he fell. Satan, on the other hand, turns the test into a temptation to try to separate Christ from his father. Now, you know this guy's vicious. Just how to separate, you know, Christ from the Father. And Jesus made it plain. When you see me, you see the Father, for we are one. We are one. And you're trying to separate the oneness, and that's what Satan is trying to do to you and me, to try to separate us from him. We in him, we got a oneness. He don't like that oneness. That's why he's always trying to get in your business. (laughs) Or your bizwhack. Hello, somebody. His whole job is to keep you back. But you got to attack. Amen. 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 For our weapons are what? Not calm, but they are mighty. Tearing down the strongholds of Satan. I don't care how many strong we had, they got to come down. These walls must come down. The plan was to get Christ to do what Satan himself did in the past ages. He wanted Christ to be disqualified as a savior and for that matter to be disqualified as the beloved son of God. I told you something wrong with this fruitcake. So it's important. We got to understand this boy ain't playing. He's serious. And he forgot Christ. If the God had created him. Isn't it amazing? How he does things. Yet you, look, look. He'll, he'll use you against you. Yes, he will. He had me in a down spirit and feel like I know nothing going my way. I think I'm going through. I think I'm going through. I can't stand it. I can't take it. I can't stand it. What's the matter with you? You're telling yourself. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. In previous ages, hear me now, Lucifer and Christ had often met in the glories of heaven. After Lucifer's plunge into the sin, he found it impossible to tempt Christ in the heavens above. Mm-hmm. Why? He was evicted out of glory. So he couldn't he couldn't mess with him there. But Christ put on humanity. That's why he came after his humanity. But now that the word was made flesh. <laughs> Y'all know what that means, right? The word was made flesh. Talking about Christ. Satan thought he might strike a blow to Christ's humanity. Thought Christ as God. I'm sorry, through Christ. As God could not sin. 
Christ might be able to sin as man, at least that must have been what Satan thought. Because he knew that man was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. He no sin was in him. But he got to remember that Christ, he is the seed, hear me now, of God. And he is the egg of the woman. In other words, man was born in sin. From, from man to sin to the birth. Man sent to birth, sin. But Christ came. And that's why if, if he was the seed of a man, he couldn't deliver us. He was the voice of God into the womb of Mary. Oh, yeah. She was the vehicle. As you know, as the incubator. Mm -hmm. To carry Christ for the flesh. To let the world know he was still the son of God. And he was the God man on earth. Never sin. And don't tell me you can't live like that. Amen. People sin because they want to sin. They cross, jaywalk, walk backwards, cock God, and twist it anyway because they want to be. People do and they make excuses why they can't do the right thing. It takes a made-up mind to be saved. And if your mind ain't made, you ain't going to stay with God. I don't care who you are. Amen. So Satan was absolute, absolute boldness attempts to do what he most surely knew was impossible. He tries to triumph over the very Christ who created him. Mm. Oh my goodness. Mm. He tried to overcome his own creator. Mm. Now you know something wrong with this little dabba dooba. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Satan ain't right. Amen. He coming after you. As you as you learn about him now, he don't want you, he don't, he don't want you hearing what I'm talking about. He don't like it. Yeah. He attacks me because he knows I'm going to bring it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he attacked me. He attacked me early this morning. Mm -hmm. Your sugar too high, your blood too high, you tired, you seeing five people, you all that. You can, he was talking all kinds of stuff. I rebuked him. Yeah. So I got work to do. Amen. And that's when you got to fight. I got to stay focused. Amen. My mind is made up regardless. Hallelujah. I got to do what God called me to do. Hallelujah. If I got to walk with a cane or a wheelchair or will you name it, I ain't claiming it. Amen. But I'm going to give you the word of God. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand. Christ had just been baptized in the Jordan River. He had just glimpsed into heaven. Because remember, after he came out of the water, he said, the heavens opened up. Mm -hmm. And his father spoke and said, this is my beloved son. In other words, he's the one. That's who you follow. Don't follow no one else. 
He gave him authority and he gave him power. Satan looked at that. He didn't like it. Now he, he, he was to glimpse into hell. Someone has said that he had just seen the dove. Now he must see the devil. On the heels of Christ's great spiritual experience, the devil strikes. He don't stop people. He, he, he go after impossible stuff to get you. He'll set you up this year, and it might not affect you to three years from now. That's why you got to examine yourself constantly. You got to watch the company you keep. He uses people to set you up. And the first thing they're going to say, man, I remember when you was like this and you did that. But you were cool. Man, you had it going on. That was then. This is now. Talk to you later. Got to go. He just shut me off. Yeah, talk to the hand. I got to go. Because you ain't hearing what I'm saying. My life has been changed. I'm not the same person that I used to be. I am new in Christ. And it's hard for people to accept that because they want to be old in their mess. And it manifests over and over and over again. So the strategy, Christ, we know, was tempted in all things as we are. Mm -hmm. He was tempted at all. And Satan played that game with him. But God, Christ won. Amen. And he still won. Hebrews 4 15, real quick, evangelist. King James Version. I'm almost. Praise the Lord. I know you're going to say that. <laughs> I did that already. I'm going to take my time with this message. Amen. 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 I ain't going to give it all to you today. Mm -mm. I want you to meditate on what I didn't give you. Amen. So you can really see your enemy. Amen. I'm telling you, this book, he dresses up. He makes sin look so good. Yeah. He makes it look delicious. Oh, yes, he do. He had he had me say, oh, I want it. I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. I want you. I want you. You want it. Now you're needy. And the whole thing about in Proverbs talks about it. Psalms talks about this guy. Talk about how vicious he is. We. For we have not a high priest mm -hmm. which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. For we have not a high priest which what? Cannot be touched mm -hmm. with the feeling of our infirmities. The feelings of our infirmities. Your infirmities are what? Your weaknesses. Uh-huh. But? But was in all points mm -hmm. tempted like as we are, mm -hmm. yet without sin. You didn't sin. And that's why it's important, people of God. You go through every day. Look at the consequences if you sin. We don't look at it. We look at it because it's dressed up and it looks good. Oh, yeah. It reminds me uh, years ago when I, I had to go in and turn some electric on for, for some people. And I went in the house. It was nice and clean. And from the distance from the door to the dining room, they had a fruit fruit there. They had bananas. They had 
grapes and they had uh, pears and apples. And from the door, and from the glitter from the sun that come in, it looks so good. I mean, the fruit looks so good. I say, my goodness. So I turned the lights on. I came out and said, uh, Miss, where'd you buy your fruit from? And she started laughing at me. So I don't, I don't find nothing funny. I just turned your lights on. I just want to know where you bought it from. I ain't asking for nothing. Where'd you buy it from? She said, would you like one? And then she laughed again. I said, I don't mind if I do. And she said, here. I said, this ain't real. It's plastic. She said, I know, but it looked real, don't it? I said, yeah. I said, uh, you have a nice day. You, you take your fruit back there. You have a nice day. I felt some type of way. But I went and got me some apples, but I'm just saying, I felt some type of way because she laughed at me. I was very nice when I went there to do my job. She just, just, just should have said, you know, the fruit is not real. And that's what Satan does. He tricks us. You make us think it look good. Bite into a plastic apple. Come on. It looks real. It looks good. And that's what Satan does. He makes you make things look real. He's tempting you. He's tempting you to fall. That doesn't mean he was tempted to watch sensational movies in a motel room or cheat on his income taxes. Talking about Christ. It does mean that he was tempted through all the avenues that you and I have experienced. He was tempted. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life. Let's go to that scripture there of, of, of 1 John 2 and 16. Yeah. We want to know where I'm at here. Okay, whoa, yeah. Slow down, maybe. Let's see, 1 John 2, what? 16. All right. I didn't tell you Matthew yet. Hey, no, I didn't tell you that yet. I told you uh, 2 and 16. Yes, 1 John 2 and 16. All right, listen, listen, listen to the King James Version. Listen to what he says. For all, for that, for all Just leave that it on. For all that is in the world. Uh, leave it now. All that is in the world, right here. America. America. California. Californication. Las Vegas. LA. All that is in the world. Uh-huh, is what? The lust of the flesh. The lust of the beast. Your flesh is a beast. Yeah. It'll take you to shut up. Uh-huh. And the what? And the lust of the eyes. The lust of the eyes. You could be normal reading and you see something, your eyes get big as eggs. Hello, somebody. Amen. And thinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> Look like a sandwich to me. There ain't no sandwich. It's a young lady. Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. Let's keep it 100 now. Amen. Look like Christmas and me, and it's 90 degrees outside. Something wrong with you. Hello, somebody. 
That was up with them colors. The lust of the eyes. And what? And the pride of life. And the pride of life. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You think you know everything. Mm-hmm. It's not of the Father. It's not of the Father. If he looked like that on us, we wouldn't be here. Amen. I know that's right. But what? But it's of the world. It's of the world. Uh-huh. So, attempt to turn away from the will of God. That's what he's trying to get you to do, to turn away from the will of God. Matthews 4 and 3, Evangelist King James Version. <laughs> yeah, am I helping anybody? Amen. Well, I'm going to help myself. Amen. You learn how to throw your own party. Your own spiritual parties now. Amen. Amen. We don't want that other one. Put the little horn on your hat. <laughs> no, that wrong kind of party. Wrong kind of party. Wrong kind of party. Amen. Come on, talk to me. And when the tempter came to him, uh-huh. And when the tempter came to him, mm -hmm. he said, If thou be the son of God. If thou listen that listen to tempter. Listen that Lucifer. Listen that this one telling you. He tried to get you to forget who you who you may think you don't know you who you are. He'll try to get you to think, he'll tell you, hey, you ain't it, it ain't your name. Yeah, it is too. I'll give you a new name. But what? No, that ain't my name. I'm not I'm not receiving that. Amen. Your name is failure. That's not my name. Amen. I can do all Thanks to Christ. Oh, okay, we're on the same court. Okay. If thou be the son of God, uh-huh. Command that these stones be made bread. Listen to that. He say he want to play on Christ's intelligence. He knew he was hungry, fasting. He knew he was hungry. He said, yeah. He said, hey, look, look, Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Hey, Christ. Look, I know you're hungry. Take those stones. Let me see you turn me some bones, some, 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 some bread. Listen. Jesus could have took the bread, turned it into cornbread, had him a barbecue chicken with some collard greens, with some uh, uh, baked macaroni, large glass of iced tea, and even some cake. Hello, somebody. Amen. Or he could have had some oxtails with some red beans and rice. He could have had all, he could have had all that kind of stuff. He was fasting. <laughs> What was fasting? Fasting means you don't need nothing. Amen. If you notice and I think about it, people, when you fast, why do you think about food? Yeah. Say me, he pumps that. And if you're going to fast at 12 o'clock, 11.59, you got your hands on a sandwich. Hello, somebody. <laughs> when you're supposed to be praying and talking to God, you got the sandwich and looking at the clock. Hello, somebody. You're supposed to be in prayer. Amen. Amen. You're supposed to be in prayer. <laughs> but your stomach say, feed me, see more, feed me, because I'm hungry. <laughs> That's when you really get hungry when you fast. Now, I'm just talking about this on a Tuesday. What about when you start going, you got to go Tuesday, right. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. God said, God said, give me the rest of the week of fast. And I said, that was the devil talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you won't play me right, right, right. Devil said, "No, nah, I ain't say nothing about that. I ain't gonna tell you. I ain't gonna never tell you to fast. 
I want you to, I want you to, to, to eat, eat, eat. Glut yourself. Because you know that's a sin. Amen. If Christ telling you he wants you to give him 72 hours or 48 hours or 12 hours, he's talking to you. Why? Because the simple fact he can work with you. Because see, when you eat that food, you be, you moaning, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, slipping and slopping. Hello, somebody. That's why you singing while you eating. Some of you dance while you eating. It's all good, and God trying to get you to dance with him. You dancing to them oxtails. Hello, somebody. Now your tail got to go. Can I get a witness, somebody? Oh, yeah. All that time you didn't waste. He said, I want you. You want to eat that. You want that. You know, there's nothing wrong with eating, but fasting brings on the supernatural. Yes, it does. It said it commanded that these stones be made bread. That word, if, should be translated since Satan is orthodox in his understanding of who Christ really is. He knew Christ was the Son of God, but he still had to test him because you know when you fast, you can get delirious if you don't stay focused on God. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Amen. Amen. You could be you could be fasting and cheeseburger. Come on the television. You walk past and say, hey. <laughs> you try to ignore it. You can smell it. And it's on the television. Now you smelling it. In other words, he works on your senses. Because he, he want to break your fast. So the evil ones, theology on the inspiration of the Bible, the existence of God, and the person of Christ is more accurate than that of the theologians, liberals, who deny those truths. Folk don't believe in what we're talking about. They're stuck in their tradition, in their religious faults, and reject the kingdom of God. That's why Christ came. Question was that he said, he said, he said, I'm here. My kingdom, I'm here. And that's why when you read even in Mark and Matthew and Luke, how Jesus just ministered and gone, people was flocking, they were coming, the, the sick was coming, and, and then they said, if I could just touch him, if I could just get close around, if I could just heal him, I'm going to be healed. What he was doing, he was he was saying, in my kingdom. I'm healed. He said the sickness and affliction that you have, Satan put upon you so you won't really believe in my kingdom. But once you're in my kingdom, if you can bring your sick self and afflict yourself in it, I'm going to heal it. Yeah. I'm going to take care of you. You may suffer a little bit, but I guarantee you, you're going to come out of it because you're in my kingdom. But when you stay in your religious way and your traditions, you may die that way. Hello, somebody. Amen. So the devil believes and trembles, yet he goes on rebelling. Mm -hmm. wow. He has never found it easy to act on what he knows. Mm -hmm. Never found it. No, he hasn't. To turn stones into bread was not only possible for Christ, but was the kind of miracle he would later perform. We know that. 
when when he asked the question, when he had the multitude, and he said, "Do we have any food here?" Mm -hmm. He said, "We got two fish and five loaves of bread." Mm -hmm. You know, not the little 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 loaves. He said, "Where he at?" He says, "He said, go get them so y'all can feed them." I guess the same was saying, "Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> you got over five thousand people. You got two fish and five loaves, and we supposed to feed them." What you did better do now? Satan watching this. He said, grab them big baskets, them big baskets. He said, when you go down, he had his 12 disciples, you're going to make a hole. You go down, listen, when they stick their hand in the basket, so if you lack trout, you lack silver trout, filet mignon, whatever you like, it was in the basket when you touched it. Amen. And when they pulled it out, it looked good. And they had the bread. Now, Pastor, was it butter on it? Look, I don't know, but they say bread, okay? <laughs> okay? But when they ate it, they say they were satisfied. They say, listen, they had enough food to go around and come back. They say that, listen, if they had 5,000, hear me now, men and women, they all had children. So everybody got fed, but they still had what? More. Left over. Twelve baskets. Still left over. Never each time they pulled out, they regenerated itself. They regenerated itself right back in there. And that little boy went home with all that. His daddy said, Boy, where you been? I was around Jesus. When you around Jesus, you got to be added to multiply. Amen, somebody. See, this is what he he knew this was gonna happen. But he ain't gotta prove nothing to Satan. Satan saw it. If you're the son of God, do this. Do that. You don't tell the son of God what to do. Amen. But you'll rebel yourself. Within a few months, he will be standing on the shores of Galilee taking five loaves and two fish in his hands with them feeding a multitude. So Christ's compassion, compassionately, met the needs of others. People, there would have been nothing wrong with his meeting his own needs. He could have took care of his own needs. But he met others' needs. That's important in serving as being kingdom citizens. We look out for the needs of others. Instead of looking so much out for ourselves, because God is going to take care of us. Amen. Amen. Except for this, it was not yet time for Christ to eat. He and his father had apparently had a special fasting going on. When the fast was to be over, then he would eat, not God, but the humanity of Christ. They, because God is a spirit. Amen. And they that worship him was what? Worship him in spirit and truth. But as Christ being Jesus, which is the son of God, his flesh got hungry because he put on humanity. He put on the flesh. So to perform a miracle now would be to interfere with the divine plan of 
that fasting that was going on was a divine plan that God has set up for him and his son. As always, Satan took a legitimate need and asked Christ to satisfy it in an illegal, legitimate way. The essence of this temptation was to show, was to show that the needs of the body are more important than the needs of the soul. Today is more important than tomorrow. Desires, not duty. Power, not poverty. Here, we come to the subtlety of temptation. If what is presented to us were inherently evil, it would be much easier to resist. What do you mean, preacher? We find temptation alluring precisely because the banquet that is spread in our path looks so good. I keep telling you everything you look good ain't good. And see, you can imagine your mind that if you get a hold of it, you can change it. You can't change nobody. You can't even change yourself. Amen. It's the word and the power of God that does it. Amen. Once you come obedient to the word of God and to the spirit of God, it's going to change you. Amen. Other folk be like, wow, I didn't know. I didn't. This is real. You look different. You talk different. You act different. Your character, your attitude is different. It's not like it used to be. What's going on with you? It's the God man that's in you. So, it looks good because it is good in the right time and the right place. We think of sexual temptation which is appealing because it seems so reasonable that our needs should be met. Indeed, pleasure seekers throughout the centuries have reasoned. When I crave for food, I eat. When I desire sex, I find my spouse to have it with. Therefore, the cravings of the body that cry out for fulfillment are satisfied apart from the will of God. God has an order for everything that we do. Whether it is sex, food, or pleasure, God has prescribed the rules. He has done so because he wants to see us fulfilled, not because he wants us to see us frustrated. And a lot of times you can get frustrated if you don't be led by the Spirit of God. Sometimes I can't wait on the Spirit of God. It's taking too long. And I done seen a lot of folk come together, call itself dating, never get counsel. 
and they together three months and now they want a divorce. Well, she got a black guy. Well, he got a black guy. Right, right, right. So he wants to fight too now. <laughs> Put your hands on me, Joker. I can fight. Uh, now he running out the house. He calling the police. <laughs> Hello, somebody. So what happened? And she, you know, I was talking. He reached across the table, punched me in my face. I <laughs> said, wait a minute. You don't roll like that. What did you do? No, you thought you had your, a rag mop. That's what you thought you had. Found out, yeah, that's right. A punching bag. You found that. <laughs> she punched back. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Amen. She was my baby. Yeah, bust. <laughs> so you put your hand on it. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Something came out of her that you never saw before. So keep your hands off her unless you're going to squeeze and hold her. Amen. And talk to her. But all that, you're going you gonna to do what? Mm. She's going to say, I don't think so. Mm. She said, my daddy ain't hit me. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And you showing my daddy. Amen. I love you. I love to kill you, too. Hello, somebody. Amen. Mama Preeti said, yeah, man, you, you, you got to see my wife. I said, okay, okay, she's not looking. And she said to him, she said, yeah. I said, brother, I think you married a voice. And he said, huh? Mm -hmm. I said, I think you married a voice. Because mm -hmm. she said that when she go home, she got to take all this stuff off, you know, all this, all this stuff off. And he looked at it, he she scared him. He told her, he said, you got to sing, sing. Put all that stuff back on the sink. She said, I'm not singing all that long. You can get you a tape recorder. You can listen to that. He said, he said preacher, something wrong here. I said, you married her voice. You didn't marry for who she was. You married a voice and makeup. That's what you, you didn't, you know, you didn't see her. She said, I didn't know her hair was that long. Oh, she took off her costume. That's what he called it, the costume. <laughs> she just scared me. Wow. She scared you, brother? He said, yes, it is. I didn't know who it was. <laughs> but you wanted her to sing. I said, yeah, but she got to sing with that stuff on. She can't sing with, with this stuff, though. I said, brother, what's going on? He said, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of Dodge. I said, you can't leave her. You married her. He said, I'm married her voice. That's what I did. I married her voice. <laughs> I thought you was in love. He said, I love that boy. He said, uh, <laughs> well, for, what is that? Uh, better. better or for worse? Mm -hmm. Or richer for or pretty or ugly? <laughs> Hello. Or <laughs> 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 well, slim or fat? <laughs> Down to the fat. So, hello, somebody. Yes. Mm -hmm. She had a voice. He said, he, when she's singing, I just melt in my chair. I said, you melt now? He said, nah. <laughs> I'm rolling, Jack. I'm rolling up out of here. You can't leave her like that, man. You watch me. What I'm saying. Life is like a baseball game. Three strikes and you're out. And he's in the wilderness now. Still looking for the voice. It's a shame. If people can't accept you for who you are, mm -hmm. with or without makeup, mm -hmm. or with or without a 
shape up or haircut or yeah, or perm or whatever they can't accept you. Hello. They don't need you. My man Billy said, yeah, man, me and my girl are doing good. I said, yeah, he got mad at it. He said, I'm sick of you. You got five kids and one of them one is mine. I don't want, I'm leaving. He grabbed him by his collar. <laughs> Rough him now. Told him and set him in the car and said, shut up, don't you say nothing. I'm talking to you. He sat there like a brand new baby. And I looked and I said, my God, my God. I said, they need Jesus in their lives. They kicked him out. And I said to him, I said, you all right? He said, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you need to come around the church and come around the brothers so we can help build your manhood up. And I can talk to her. He said, no, man, don't say nothing to her, man. Because she beat you up. No, man. She's a little strong. That's a little strong. I said, let me tell you something, brothers. That strength is supposed to help you, not to overtake you. And we're living in times, now I'm being honest with you, a lot of women is not taking this crazy stuff that these jokers be doing to them. Hello, somebody. They're going down and get licensed. They'll cat you too. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Hello, I say something wrong? Yeah, yeah they'll cut you too. Beat you in the head with their high heels. They don't, they fight. They, yeah. they don't fair fight with no woman. Tell them to put them up. Come on, are you crazy? You put them up, she put them up, and she starts throwing jabs and hooks and, and start weaving the other cup. You know you can't take that. Your head going all around. <laughs> because you know what it is. All I'm saying, Christ has to be in a relationship. Amen. I'm serious. If he ain't saved, hear me now. You can't make him save. You can bring him to church all you want. He got to get Christ in him. Amen. Vice versa, you got to get Christ in her too. Amen. And once Christ in them, then they can understand who Christ is. They understand who they are and what they need to do. And Satan be all in all that stuff. He be all that stuff. He be talking all kind of stuff. Yang yang. He be talking yang yang. If you ain't careful, he'll make you think. And everything you got, I never move. And God can bless you with something and look like it ain't moving. You put it down. Remember the gifts. One had one, one had two, one had what? Five. And the one that had one, he buried it. And when, and, and when he came back, he said, listen, you could at least took your gift, that one gift, put it in the bank and draw interest off it. You buried it. So I have to take yours, give it to the one that got five, because he'd have got ten. Because he's doing something. And that's what Christ's saying today. What are you doing? Is you allowing Satan to run you, to take over you? Because that's his whole job. His whole job, the serpent wants from you. He wants everything from you. He wants your mind. Listen, he don't want you to have no kind of joy at all. So our challenge is to have is to have faith to believe that his way is best, even when it doesn't appear 
to be so. On the surface, we have to trust God. Our assignment, like that of Eve, is to believe that even a good tree will become poison if God has forbidden it. So, when we look at situations and circumstances, Christ saw the temptation for what it was. Though ravaged by hunger, he replied, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And when we look at Matthew 4, verse 4, he says, the bread, you have it? But he answered and said, it is written, mm -hmm. man shall not live by bread alone, mm -hmm. but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That every word, that's how we live. That bread that satisfied the soul is more important than that which satisfies the body. Christ appeared to a higher authority and a higher purpose. If the devil would come with error, Christ would combat him with truth. So uh, the devil did not get the disobedience he wanted, but God the Father got the obedience he wanted. He wanted the consequences. Consequently, we see the purpose of the temptation. It is to give us a powerful opportunity to declare our loyalty to show that we believe that God's way is best. Hello, somebody. Even when we don't always feel it is so. So, I don't care what the enemy have put on you, shake it off. And look what God has given you. He has given you a sound mind. So be strong. Be encouraged. And knowing that you're overcoming everything that come your way. Amen. I'm finished part one for now. Because part two will take us when it'll be a little dark outside. So I'm going to finish part one now. Coming back Friday with part two. You're talking about, you know what we're talking about? What the serpent wants from you. And he always wants something from you. He wants your joy. He wants your peace. Listen, he wants your loyalty. He wants you back. But the devil is a liar. It's over. And you got to go forward. Can I get a witness? Amen. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this space. 
We thank you for this message. Continue to strengthen the hearts and the minds of your people. And we give you praise and honor for your loving kindness towards us. In the name of Jesus. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Amen.